Welcome back here to another episode of the Challenge Insiders. I'm back here with Drew and Chantel looking very on brand. I feel like I did not get the memo here. Um, Drew, how are you doing? I'm feeling like goodness gracious, great balls of fire. We got two seasons of the challenge to talk about. <laughs> it is exciting. Chantel, how are you? I'm I'm loving the fact that Drew got the memo and is dressing like a maverick. Um, I'm obsessed with the fact that like I get to wear a Halloween costume again, and it's not even <laughs> October anymore. I love the challenge. I'm wondering why they're pushing this whole um, Top Gun Mavericks thing because on this week on The Bachelorette. It also no last week it was also themed with like with Top Gun and like I don't know it's not supposed to come out until March 2022 so I don't know what happened but uh, mm. I'm happy to dress up. Does uh, Top Gun maybe have some sort of a connection to Paramount or something like that? Maybe Paramount has got some rights to it, and obviously Paramount has got a lot to do with a lot of the reality shows now. Uh, Drew, you look like you are nodding in agreement there. It is a Paramount uh, release. But also, it's been pushed back so many times. It was supposed to come out uh, June of 2020, and then they just kept on pushing it back, pushing it back. So I'm mm -hmm. wondering if they were thinking like it was going to come out this time around when everybody was starting to film everything. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, it's coming out way later. <laughs> kind of like the James Bond film is like been pushed back for two years, it seems like. So it's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of movies like that, sadly. I mean, it's the it's the world we live in right now where um, they're trying to find the platform where they can put this on and still make some decent money because obviously to make a movie, costs are pretty high. So, you know, if you only limit it to an HBO um, type of deal or to a Paramount direct to Paramount to stream, you're, you're cutting out so much when it comes to the audience, people that can watch it, and it becomes very easy to pirate. Not that I would ever do that, but, you know, um, you lose a lot of money, I guess, um, doing it that way. But this was quite a fun episode. I did like seeing people in their Top Gun suits as well when they were getting ready for the challenge um, going into, uh, I guess, that that plane, the fighter jet that went underwater. Um, overall, really loved seeing everybody in it, and I thought everybody looked really, really good. And there's something about the Top Gun, I guess, the colors of it, um, the aviators. You know, Drew, you've got the mustache. <laughs> Speaking the truth, saying he's very happy to see Maverick Drew showing up here today on the podcast. Um, I thought everybody on the show look really good in it and i think you guys are pulling it off as well i'm really gutted i couldn't have gotten the gear even if i wanted to because we're still in lockdown over here <sighs> you know hopefully soon i don't know we'll if it's sadly it. or not but i already had this <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i bought this uh, after the first super trailer dropped and i did a breakdown i was like i i don't care what they're doing i want to dress up like them and so for one season <laughs> for one episode I've donned all of this, so I'm getting my money's worth by wearing it everywhere I can. Mm. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to get some more gear. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to up my game as soon as we get out of this lockdown situation. And actually, I should be able to get stuff ordered and seen here. But I'll have to up my game. Um, start getting, being prepared for all the different potential themes that you could have coming up on these shows. I mean, you know, we had the the beach Cancun party scene as well on the All Stars right at the start. You know, so I, I could have come in even dressing up like that you know like TJ <laughs> I would have much appreciated it I love a good dress up <laughs> Halloween's my favorite holiday I didn't do anything for Halloween this year and so Same. I was like let me dress up even though this is not like you know going wild costume styles but Chris I always welcome a dress up so if you ever put in a memo being like hey let's dress like this episode I probably already have my outfit picked out so I'm a yes yeah okay. I got a cop outfit in my uh 
in my closet right back here. So I probably whenever. have a cup. I have a nurse outfit. I have a cat outfit. Uh, those are yeah. those are the immediates. I have a couple lays. I got a couple sombreros. You know, so it's a party. Let's do this. Cowboy hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll just double up. So I know you, over in, in the US, you don't um, follow rugby um, that often. It's kind of similar, I guess, to to American football, probably the closest thing when it comes to contact sports. But you've got Sevens that goes around. They they do it in the US every now and again, I think in Las Vegas. They do it in Toronto, over in Canada. Um, and people dress up every time they go to these things. And it's a World Series where you go around to different places. So whatever I buy for the podcast, I'll just you know use on the next one that's over here in New Zealand when I go and watch the game. Um, I do have some some um, Baywatch gear left from the previous sevens that we had. So I can dress yeah. as a lifeguard at least, you know, um, <laughs> the team ever comes up for us to dress up as lifeguards. So um, yeah, I do have something, just not as prepared as you guys coming into it, but getting into the actual episode here. And I know we've got quite a lot to talk about because we are going to go into episode 14 for the challenge um, 37. And we'll also talk about the premiere episode here for all stars Two. Um, probably a little bit less to talk about in all stars Two because there was a lot of just getting to know people again and we went into a little bit of that in our preseason draft picks um but for episode 14 uh, a really big focus here in this episode on amanda um she was all over this episode from beginning to end and she wasn't afraid to make big waves throughout this episode um chantelle what did you think of amanda's performance throughout this episode that's what we want amanda on our screen for she she was doing amanda and this is it was exciting it was fun it's kind of what we've been waiting for in the season for the vets starting to turn each other and making moves and making waves and not doing what everybody wants them to do so i was welcoming the fact that she was trying to take her fate into her own hands that she was threatening breaking up the emerald tribe like or team like i just i i loved everything that amanda did for, for the most part like Obviously, some of the fights were a little bit out of hand, but like, what do you expect? Amanda, she when she gets her back up against the wall, she definitely lashes out and fights back. So I, I didn't expect any less. Um, I was actually surprised, though, a little bit by, like, I'm a Devin stan, but I was a little bit annoyed by Devin this episode. I was like, what? Get out of here. Like, she can't infiltrate Emerald, like, because you've been protecting her all season. Like, get out of here, Devin. Like, it, I wasn't here for him, but I was definitely, definitely proud of Amanda. I liked how she had a plan, she executed, and she followed through. So I'm, I'm here for it. True. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Amanda was on point. I'm tired of hearing these confessionals where they're like i don't think they're here for the right reasons like what am i watching the challenge or the bachelorette like come on they're here for the right reasons they're here to win money and amanda showed that she was here to win money throw away your somebody's playing a toxic game or uh somebody is playing a selfish game that's what we're playing here on episode 14 heading into yeah the end game here heading into what is it gonna be like 19 episodes are on this season. So if we're in episode yeah. 14, heading into 15, it's right around the corner. Throw that selfish garbage down the drain. You're being selfish by trying to be like, uh, don't come on my team. I like my team. You stay yeah, on I want to win like, with this no. team. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. I, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, Devin annoyed me this episode as well. I still like <laughs> Devin, but I mean, obviously for selfish reasons, he he didn't want Amanda to go there, um, saying that Amanda is going to be the person that's going to bring the team down if she comes over. Um, I do agree that Amanda, you know, I think she can be difficult to work with. Like if if I was there. And if I had to choose a team member, I maybe wouldn't want Amanda in my team for the fact that she's going to do her every single time. And if you just say the wrong thing at the wrong time to her, she's going to blow up on you. And I think a great example of this is the relationship between her and Joss this episode. I still love what Amanda brought to the TV. I'm sort of putting myself outside of watching it as a fan. But if I was out there playing the game, I wouldn't use the same argument Devin used because I thought that was a weak source argument but I wouldn't necessarily want her in my team either if that makes sense if I was out there playing the game now Josh and Amanda has a conversation here early in the episode where Amanda really puts him in a corner and gets him to out a name as to who she could potentially infiltrate if she does go over to the Emerald team here and she absolutely flips on him towards the end here as well and it's the main reason why Josh really didn't want to tell her anything, but she is just socially like, I think this is really showing us, I, I believe, and I could be on my own thing here. I know a lot of people would still really dislike Josh regardless, and he could never do anything right. But I think we are seeing a little bit of who Josh potentially is outside of the game. When a lot of people are saying they really like him outside of the game, he's a good guy outside of the game because he does try and be everybody's friend. And I think he's here in this episode trying to be Amanda's friend, trying to be loyal to the people he's got in, in, in his alliance, but he's getting kind of caught out in the middle because he does say too much. And as a big brother player, he should know better. I didn't rate him that highly as a big brother player. So once again, it shows that he had some, <laughs> some good alliance members next to him that got him to the end. And then he was just the less, the, the, the least, uh, I guess the lesser of two evils when they got to the end. And that's why he won there. Um, but overall, I did feel bad. I don't know if I was the only one. I did feel bad a little bit for Josh here. Cause I did feel like he was getting put in the middle of all no. of this. Nah, no. nobody else. I'm on my I don't feel bad. The reason why I don't feel bad for Josh is the fact that he was the one. Like, I don't think that Amanda would have said anything if he didn't bring up in the deliberation, like, oh, I, this is the whole team that I want to run with. And she's like, you didn't say that to me. I don't think she would have brought that up. I think that him trying to play all sides and be everybody's friends is what actually got him in that mess with Amanda. He should know better mm. with Amanda that you don't lie because she will call you out on that lie. And so so if he had just kept his mouth shut, he even said it in the episode, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that like, oh, I shouldn't have said anything because I do not think that Amanda would have like called him out on his lies. So I can't really feel sorry for him because he kind of did it to himself, this whole, this particular part of the, the, the episode. Yeah. Amanda was just bringing up receipts. Josh was the one. I think the thing is, is that Josh and uh, Devin and Amanda seemed like they were going at each other over and over again and just kind of like Devin was really laying into Amanda and then Josh wanted to like intervene to be like I'm totally 100% Emerald I'm gonna back up my friend Devin because I want to show team unity and yeah. that's when Amanda was like uh where was that team unity when you kind of told me that I could take Tori's spot and so I don't feel bad for Josh because he could have said no comment he could have walked away from the conversation earlier in the bed with uh, Amanda being able to walk away from the pool and stuff. And he could have just not answered it at all, but he answered it. He knew what he was doing. And at that point, Amanda already knows in her mind what she wants to do. She already knows probably who she wants to call out. She knows that she's going to swap over to the Emerald team. So Josh saying everything was just theatrics in my opinion. And I don't, mm. I was, I was giggling through that nomination. when <laughs> Amanda was like, Oh yeah, you want to bring uh, this up it. now? I love that. No, I, 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 I don't I, think I'm watching it. 
Yeah, no, I hear you. And, but, I, and, I, and I did enjoy the drama she brought to that. And and yeah. this is going to be a two-edged sword here because I have not enjoyed Tori this whole season. She's just really been difficult to watch being part of this Emerald team, gloating about the fact that, oh, you know, I love these guys. I want to stay in this team. Like, I mean, really just haven't been behind it. But I can get behind the um tori as an underdog tori as someone that's coming back wanting revenge because her spot's just been taken i can get behind that seeing a little bit of a flame hopefully here ignited within tori to come back with a vengeance here in the future um dailies that they're going into is going to bring that much more to the game and tori is going to go hard i think moving forward here um she is not in that team anymore she now has to fight for a different team and i do like the look of nelson and kyle and tori together as a team they they're pretty i think they're going to be a pretty strong team moving forward here as well so i'd i'd like to see what they're going to do nelson feels like he's upgraded here in the spot yeah i definitely think like if you're talking about sheer physicality i do think that tori is a lot stronger she works out she has a different kind of uh, mindset around fitness and and lifting weights and stuff like that so she's definitely going to be very useful for certain challenges and seemingly what the next challenge is we're going to, going to be like going head to head in these kind of i don't know it's a throwback. Thingies. whatever yeah. i don't want to call them those little alleyways ditches. or whatnot it's like little ditches, ditches you run into yeah, yeah. Trenches, trenches, yeah, trenches, whatever. But you know, so th her, the fact that Tori is a bigger girl is going to play in their favor going against someone small like um, Amanda. So, and even Nani is pretty is pretty small. So, yes, it's going to bode well for her for that team for Ruby. So, definitely an upgrade in physical. I don't know if it's an upgrade for the mental side of it um, because Amanda is usually the puzzle person when it was like the Ruby thing, Ruby team. So. I hope there will not be a puzzle coming up soon because they might be stumped for a little while. Yeah, they were stumped this episode. I mean, let's just be real. They were stumped this episode. Yeah. It, they were having the hardest time. Um, so, yeah, I think I think I don't think anything's really going to change. I'm, I'm just going to be point blank. I don't think anybody's going to change. I think everybody on that team wants to get away from each other as soon as possible. So I could see Tori wanting to leave ASAP. I could see Kyle wanting to leave ASAP. And I just feel like that team is just going to be a mishmash of players that lost eliminations or got swapped out of teams. And that's what's going to happen later on as we get through the game and stuff. And that's so what's going to happen. So if that's the case, Drew, how do you feel about Nelson's chances there? Because if Kyle leaves and Tori leaves, you know, and they get replaced hopefully by someone or Nelson ends up being in a team there of his own. I mean, he's your number one pick here. He's the guy you've been sort of fighting for the whole season saying he's going to win this thing. <laughs> what's the what's the path here for um, Nelly T? If you were Nelly T, how do you get to the end at this point being in that train wreck of a team, a team that nobody wants to be a part of? I try to make a deal with anybody to get off my team and to make it onto a different team. I don't care if I'm going to Sapphire at this point. I just want to get off that team. I don't care who has three, who has two. If I'm with CT or if I'm with uh, on the Emerald Six, whatever, I think I have a better shot than who I'm currently with in the Ruby team. Because like I said, we have a guy's day coming up. If Kyle sees an opportunity and really pushes some buttons, he wants to get thrown into the elimination to swap up with anybody. Uh, the same thing with Big T wanted to leave Ruby this episode and wanted to leave ASAP. And then Tori wants to leave and get her spot back on Emerald. So it's not looking good 
for Nelson, who doesn't seem to have any aspirations on getting out or possibly not even being <laughs> voted in because he has such a good elimination record. But maybe yeah. he can work his magic and try to like, I don't know. We have four players <laughs> like, but it's not going to work out. I, I think I think if you're Nelson, you're just trying to move teams like everybody else on the rugby team. Just move teams and pray that you can get farther how good was the uh devon and kyle monologue up on the roof um when <laughs> nelson was walking up and down and devon was just pretending to to beat nelson in that moment how funny was that part and devon just had him <laughs> down pat and he's like hey guys <laughs> as he's walking there no idea that they're talking about him i was literally i literally laughed out loud i was like this is really funny i was like all right, Devin, you're funny. You're funny this episode so far. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good added in. It was kind of like natu natu National Geographic style where, you know, yeah. watching an animal in his prey as he walks up and down. And it was great. It was very funny. Yeah, yeah it was really yeah. good. Now, I mean, this episode was quite interesting for a few different reasons. We, you know, had to sort of find out that CT... He was never going to put anybody in from Emerald. He felt he owed them because they've kept him safe for quite a while. And then due to that, the natural choices were going to be between probably Amanda and Big T here. And the big thing here for Logan and um, CT throughout this whole episode is they're thinking, how can we prevent Emmy from being stolen and having Amanda or Big T come over to our team? And, you know, Big T was someone that uh, they really, like, I mean, I felt a bit bad for her here. She's got her former... Um, crush or person that she spent a bit of time with and got to know a little bit better. Um, and, you know, someone like CT, who she also had a very close relationship with in the previous season, and they were partners at one point, and both of them are rejecting her outright. I felt really, really bad for Big T here. And I will admit, when she didn't get eliminated at the end, like, you know, I'm not someone that feels emotional about stuff, but I was a little bit like, oh, you go, Big T, you're getting another shot. I was a bit happy for her at the end here because I felt like so many things were going against her. And she just continues to be, I guess, almost like the butt of the jokes or the, the person that no one wants to work with here. Yeah, I kind of, when she got called back, I was like, oh, I don't even know if she wants to be back anymore. Like, I think that yeah. she was kind of like, okay, I did it. I lost. I'm done. And then, oh, have to come back and still feel like garbage and people not want to work with me and still try to fight to stay here, but I'm probably going to be thrown in every single time until the final. Uh. So I, I kind of felt bad for Big T just for the fact that I just, I think that her spirit was kind of taken away this season. It, she, she just didn't seem as happy as she used to be like last season and the seasons before she kind of had a little bit more fire and this mm. one the wind was just taken out of her sails it seems so oh how big t she has my heart but i don't know if this game is right for her i think that this is one of the hardest seasons if not her hardest season because of how long this season is has been and she is a vet so she's part of the vet truce but nobody really sees her as an asset or really sees her as a vet if anything they see her as expendable kind of like how tori was feeling bad about being expendable they everyone just sees big t as an exp uh, expendable in this game and i hate like we understand how everybody feels about big t at this point yeah. like we got it we've seen the confessionals for 14 episodes we don't need yeah. to see more just dumping and logan being like if she comes over i'm gonna go back to ruby i hated ruby but I, that's how much i would go back it's like all right, we get it. We're like, I feel like, again, I think Big T wants to be here, but 
and she really takes this seriously but just to like to continuously get dumped on over and over and over again and yeah. to have it like nationally put out there for all global stuff like it sucks like it really does it just it's i feel bad for it and then she can play it off in the aftermath and i think she can play it off on tv but i mean i would feel like garbage uh yeah to say the least yeah so adrian says that um sad that big t isn't coming back to 38 but happy she's applying to culinary school um so i'm assuming that was in the aftermath i didn't have time this week to watch the aftermath but or maybe it came out somewhere else but if that is yeah so if big t is taking a break um i and i think drew it might have been you who spoke about the fact that you want there to be a cutoff after a certain amount of seasons if you've played like say three seasons in a row have a break, you know, be forced to have a break, then come back where I think that mentally it takes a toll on you if you've played the show for so long. And I mean, Big T, I think, is just too pure for the show in some ways where she really wants to make these deep connections and become friends with people. And she does have a bright personality. And I don't want to see that being taken away from her um, after playing season after season, being portrayed by people she cares about consistently. You know, that is the name of the game. You know that that's what you're going to sign up for when you come and play this game. But it still makes the show more interesting when you see different personality types playing the game. You don't want everybody to be like Kyle because that's going to get boring as well. You know, you want to see people that are pure of heart playing the game, getting backstabbed, being a deer in headlights. You want, I, I think variety right, is the spice of life. And, and and that's why I enjoy seeing Big T there, but I don't want this this game, this show that we love to watch, break her and change her from who she is as a person. So I'm happy with her taking a break. I just hope after one or two or three seasons, she does come back again because I love seeing her on my screen and I'm selfish. She was, she did say in that same post um, that she wants to train and come back and be a little more of a physical competitor. And so she said mm. that she doesn't think that the time off between this season and next season is enough time for her to get in physical shape. And so she's going to go to culinary school, work on her fitness and like come back as more of a competitor so if she does that like i can't remember who it was but i feel like maybe it's like anisa we're always like yeah come get train and come back and like come back and win like i love i love the idea of that so if she does train come back and and become somebody that everybody wants to be paired with that would be awesome she lives in the uk like maybe she could hook up with jenny west and her twin sister and like get them to put her on like a workout regime and come back as like some beast that would be so cool i'd be so down for that yeah Yeah, i'll miss big t but i definitely want to see her come back stronger more focused better than ever i think she's played from 35 since 34 to now like completely straight through and i think that taking that time off will help her and maybe refocus her and get that energy kind of like how Corey said so yeah i'll be more than happy to see big t come back on my tv screen yeah yeah so we're episode 14 right now so we've got another probably another guy's elimination and another girl's elimination coming up or um like one of the questions here earlier i think it was dolores who asked uh, do we think a double elimination is coming soon it could be the next episode we could have an episode 15 both a girl and a guy go home um at this point potentially to go into the final you know stages of the game i guess getting into the final but one of the things i want to explore is like big t still being in the game because we're talking about her like she's already out of this season do we just think it's a foregone conclusion she's not going to make the final here and you know i don't know if it's a foregone conclusion but if i'm tori i want to come back for a vengeance you know amanda's just done me dirty 
if if I lose, I ask to be thrown in by Emerald, who's friends with her. I take Big T on, do a headbanger, do something like that. I feel like Big T is really that layup that Big Tori can easily go in there, beat her, and take that spot back in Emerald, and nothing's changed. Like I think there's a big possibility for something like that to happen. So she might just go down again in the next round, and it's an easy thing to get her back down there. And Tori's got enough friends in the game. You know, CT might still feel some sort of a loyalty to that green team, which Tori was a part of, to give her that, even if he wins the Sapphire. You know, as long as Tori says, I'm not coming to your team, I'm, I'm keeping Emmy with you guys, why not? It's a, it's a safe bet, I guess, in this case. And Tori is a, a very good chance to beat Big T in most eliminations. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's most likely what's going to happen. I think that if any, uh, if it's a girl's elimination, I think most women would feel most confident going against big t in in an elimination and they also just saw her lose one they're like okay well she's beatable at least you know what i mean so Mm. yeah i think that she's most likely going to go in um as often as there's girls eliminations big t is in what we like to call the danger zone she (laughs) will probably be called back out but i just want to throw this out there i just want to throw this out there for weeks and weeks you guys were talking about, oh, well, Big T is still there on your team. She's going to go out there and you go. you're going to lose Big T. Well, guess what? Two of my players went into the elimination this episode and you still couldn't get one of my players eliminated. I still got everybody on my spot. Let's I was go. so annoyed by that. I was like, man, oh, man. I'm like, Ashley, keep your mouth shut. Cold. So frustrated because like, I do think man. that that Ashley did have a really good shot at winning this season. Um, And it's just really unfortunate that she, you know, lost her spot in the game. Um, It really sucks. Now, I know that CT does not want Big T on his team, but do you think that it was fair that since Ashley was the one that left, that Big T didn't make them at least have a team of four? Because I think it's a really big disadvantage to only have a team of three. Even with Ruby having a team of four now, they could potentially beat um, Sapphire uh, if they, you know, depending on the competition. Well, how's it going to work in this next episode, really, when you've got head like head like I mean, they've got to go head to head going into those trenches when they're running in there. I've got a feeling that um, people like CT and Kyle might have to go, one of them might have to go twice. Um, Emmy might have to go three times. Like, you know, and I would back Emmy in a physical headbanger against most going down there. So maybe it's not that big of a disadvantage if they get to go twice. Um, there's going to have to be some, I feel like this is maybe the one time where it's going to count in their favor having less people in this next challenge. Because even in this specific daily here, um, it was an absolute, shocker that emerald lost it because they had additional people there that could get the puzzle pieces under the plane additional people that could swim it out additional people that could look at what the combination was underneath the plane to shout it out to people on the side i was absolutely shocked that they lost this one that that just shows how bad josh messed up this episode and how bad the communication was out there between the emerald which was surprising but i think that maybe for this next daily it could be an advantage because I don't, I don't know how else they do head to heads. If certain people in these teams aren't going to go twice. I don't know what they're going to do. It's kind of, that's why I don't like these uneven teams. And so I wish that they kind of resolved the reshuffle or something, something, maybe they will reshuffle mm. actually. Yeah. I thought with the collecting of the puzzle pieces, Emerald was going to get it easily because of the six, but they didn't, 
specify who was going to read what in what order. The communication was terrible. I think Josh gets too frantic. And so when he leaves a puzzle, it, when he left the puzzle on himself, it reminded me of Total Madness where he kicked off the puzzle piece like five seconds into the truck puzzle daily challenge where he just kicked mm -hmm. it off and he's like, I lost a piece. He he even says he joshed it up. And then trying to like yell out three different lines at the same time was madness. They should have just done two people stayed in the water. One person is constantly going around and then the up, like three people are up at the at the or four people are up at the puzzle station since everybody had to be at the puzzle station for them to yeah. get a full check. So, mm -hmm. I mean, their strategy was terrible. They just kind of threw it out the window. Um, so, yeah, it was just horrific. And I can't I think it just shows how bad Emerald can be on any given day. And I mean, they could have lost a couple of times during their four daily challenge win runs, except like jo uh, Kyle messed up. And then there was another like technicality, I think, that messed it up for some other team so uh yeah i don't know how this one's gonna go i think emerald still could do better just because they have six people and they'll have fresh legs as they're going through the trenches but we'll have to see yeah it's, it's possible and, and having fresh legs is definitely going to be an advantage rodrigo here though says that emerald is going to lose a hit banger because they suck physically um if you look at the team there they've got devon um, they've got Josh and they've got Emmanuel. Emmanuel's been pretty good this season. He's not the biggest guy. He's pretty athletic, but I don't think he's going to run over a Kyle or over a, uh, even a Nell. Like, I mean, Nelly T, I, I, I always have to give credit where it's due. The one where he lost against Fessy was one of the craziest yeah. for me, um, you know, hall brawls that I've seen because the the size difference between those guys was so massive. I mean, Nelly nearly fitted him by his hips, you know, when they ran in there. But but Nelly was holding his own and really making it hard for Fessy out there um, to to win that challenge, which for me shows that pound for pound, Nelly T is really physical, and I don't think most of these guys are going to take him on in this thing as well. I think he's going to he's going to hold his own um, against the likes of an Emmanuel, a Josh. Uh, Josh is the, he's the, like, you wouldn't necessarily believe he's going to be very good. He has worked on his physical strength over the last couple of seasons. He did have the handoff on Kyle earlier in the season where he, he did the Heisman and ran past them to get the touchdown. Um, so you don't know what's going to happen there, but you can't run past someone or hand them off you. You've got to go through them. So it's a little bit of a different skill set that, that's going to be be required um the only person in emerald i feel confident about and i think we even see this in the next on um trailer is uh casey casey is going to run over any of the girls and i think i think that the person she ran over in that um preview is tori which is going to be impressive <laughs> we got a little bit of a we got a little bit of a chat like who would take who on physically if they had to go down there and do it but i mean tori is physical and she is pretty strong but Casey, I mean, this is she made she nearly made a living. It was nearly her professional career doing this. So um, I would back any any day of the week. Yeah, I think that that's going to be hilarious if it's going to be you know Tori's coming back with vengeance and that she ends up like getting taken out by Casey. So that would be hilarious to me. Um, yeah, I don't think that I don't think that Ruby's going to win. I do think that Sapphire has a shot in this, that next uh, daily. I think so. Um, just because all three of them are strong and so and, and decently fast, so yeah, I'm gonna put my money on Sapphire and 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 expect that uh, Emerald's gonna mess up. 
Logan is the only question mark there, Drew, because he's got yeah. a potential injury, right? So we don't know how he's going to do if he goes down there. But I do still think Sapphire, if you've got CT going down twice, and if you've got Emmy going down twice, potentially, if that is how it's going to play out, I would back those two to do pretty well. Um, and the same thing could happen with Tori. I think she will have to go more than once down there. And maybe Casey beats her, but I'm sure Tori could beat Nani or Amanda in a sleep down there if she had to go up against them in a headbanger. Yeah, that's the only question mark that I had was how severe is Logan's injury? Is it healing up? Uh, he's going to be going through angles as well as hitting people uh, full on. So it's going to be interesting to see how the strategy is. But I think there's going to be a lot of wall hugging, especially for the men's side. They don't want any heat from CT. Uh, I will say the, the hit from Casey to Tori. It seems like Casey gets to the edge quicker and so she gets to watch Tori come running full speed, and then she just lets her That's have it uh, oh. right around the corner instead of them just running at each other, like not knowing. It seems like Casey is like, "I'm gonna wait here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna pop her one." She's gonna get winded. Oh dear! Oh, I, can't, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. And it's, and it's, it's all about. It's Sadistic. all about technique. It's all about technique, you know, and Casey's got that technique. She knows how to go into contact, you know. Um, you can be a big guy, but if you don't know how to throw your weight around, or a big girl, and you don't know how to throw your weight around, you know, you're not going to be able to um, get them off balance. So I, I can't wait to see that. But um, I also wanted to touch on, I guess, uh, Ashley here. And Sam, welcome back to the live stream. It's great to have you back. Um, he asked, do you think Ashley is done with the challenge? And I'm in the complete dark as to what's happened with um, Ashley. I've actually had friends who, who, you know, believe it or not, I do have some real life friends friends as well um, who watches our podcast every now and again and they asked me when the episode aired before i even saw it what happened to ashley do you have any tea on what happened to that because um i didn't know what was going on i was like ashley betrays someone like i i was I, I came into this episode fully expecting amanda to be the person going down i think the episodes have been setting this up for a while so um at one point i thought there's no way ashley is going and then suddenly she gets pulled in the most weirdest of ways um out of this game um, is there anything that we can talk about, speculate, or is this something that we shouldn't be talking about? Like, what do we know? So apparently she got into a fight with Josh and made um, a comment about his sexuality. And mm. Josh went, was very upset by it, went to the producers, also Logan and, um, and, Devin went to the producers as well and saying that she can't be saying things like this, especially on camera. Like we want her off the show. So they kind of um, went to the producers and said that she can't be here anymore. So that's, that's all I wow. know. Um, do you know any more drew? No, no, I don't know much else. I, what you just said is like the rumor that I've been hearing is that, that rumor speculation slash T accounts all saying it. So Yeah. That's basically all I've heard as well. And Ashley's also um, like she had like a statement that said something like, I, I re totally respect MTV and, and TJ for what, for their decision. Um, and I, all I can say is that I can do better. I'm going to be a change person. Like hopefully that I can mend my relationship. So it doesn't seem like she's done forever, um, but she's definitely was done for this season. Yeah, and I also saw that she had a tweet that said that she was taking anger management classes and yeah. trying to that something is like to change behavior would be the best way to like sh like do everything. So yeah, she's working on herself. She's taking time away for herself and living her life and stuff. So 
I mean, yeah, I, I really have nothing else to add more into this conversation um, since what we've already said. I mean, we saw what happened and it seemed like everybody knew right off the bat, like they wanted to play yeah. off like, oh, there's only three people out of the four. But I mean, Amanda says it clearly like, where would I go? Why would I go to Sapphire? They only have three people. And then when she's talking with Josh and getting her food, she's like, I only have one friend in the game and that's Nelson. So, I mean, if Ashley was just away or was getting checked out medically or was needing to be at a hotel for a little while and was coming back. And if they really didn't know, she wouldn't have said that. So, I mean, they pretty much knew right off the bat uh, what was going on. I guess it happened like after the club scene is what I would yeah. speculate because Ashley was there. And then we go right into the nominations where she wasn't there. So I'm sure that's what was happening. Yeah. And I, I was, I was wondering if it had to do something with the fact that Ashley seemed to want to save Amanda if she could in that instance and CT didn't want to move on who they were going to vote for um, and he was very gung-ho on not putting someone from Emerald in there because Emerald's been keeping him safe and he didn't want to go there which makes sense and I, I wasn't too sure if that's maybe what got her really you know angry and maybe that's something where she popped off which Ashley does do she does pop off on people um and it's a shame to see because i agree with chantelle she's had a good season she was in a very strong team the specific challenge the communication between her and ct like it just once again showed why ct wanted to work with her last season um which didn't end up working for them because ct and ashley seem to have a good rhythm between the two of them when they are in a flow state they both trust each other there's no yelling at each other because they know both of them are super capable. So it's sad to see. Um, and I mean, obviously, we don't know if Ashley will ever be um, back on a challenge season uh, by the the sounds of it. If she's doing all this work to um, get herself in a better place, it sounds like she would want to be back on the challenge in the future. I will say that there was that tweet that she was asked to be on All Stars, and I'm sure she was uh, asked to be on All Stars after all of this had already was done and was already out there and the season was already filmed. So I can only expect that she will probably be back on a challenge season. Maybe not next season. I don't know. I haven't heard anything, but I I'm sure we'll probably see her back. And there's also a chance that, you know, if Josh is on that season, that they wouldn't put them back on the same season or something like that, you know, so they, they might go the all-stars route because josh is not going to be on all-stars anytime soon let's be honest um so yeah i mean I, I hope she does come back i hope that she she gets herself in a good place and um yeah i mean we don't know what happened behind the scenes and what was said but it does not sound good i've got to be honest like it's, it's hard to defend ashley if that is what happened um but we don't know much more on that so we can't really talk to her too much um at this stage we also had here um rodrigo asking was i the only one laughing when Nani and the rest of the Emerald team said that they carried Amanda when Nani can't even walk on her own without someone in the game helping her. And here's the question on that one. You know, Josh, an idiot for more than one reason, why would you want to get rid of Tori if Nani is still in your team? And it's just this sense of loyalty, I guess, via Casey, who's the first person he wanted to protect. And then obviously Nani being Casey's girlfriend. Like, I, I just think it's just bad overall. Like, Nani to me and that team is the one that um yeah if you're saying yeah i don't know if nanny nanny's overrated i like nanny as a person do i think she's a great challenger no 
but she did make it to the final last season and she crossed the finish line. So she does have the experience that Josh mm. doesn't have at all. Casey, obviously she's been to a few, all the final, like every season she's been on, she's been to the final, but she didn't complete them. So regardless of whether Nani isn't the, the most athletic or whatnot, she actually at least completes them. Um, and I think that that bodes well for just having that experience on their team. Tori also, she's been to a final. Yeah, but she couldn't finish that puzzle um and so i think that nani is actually has the most experience at least out of the people with completing a final on their team and yes Devin, but you know she's had it twice and i guess Devin's only done it once nani's good at um politicking and she's good at maneuvering her way to a final but is she the person that's going to win a final like i mean listen i will eat my words if emerald does end up winning and nani is a champion I've just never, ever seen Nani as someone that is going to be Nani challenge champion. I've just never personally seen that. So I get it when Rodrigo said that he was laughing a bit here because I personally think Nani is just really good at getting to a final because she's good politically. It doesn't make her a good challenger. She hasn't necessarily been great at that sense. But I will agree that if I had to choose a partner and I was new to the game, I think she would be one of the better partners to have because she would take you under her wing. She does have the connections and she does work good in duos. Like I will admit that, but I don't know if she's the person that I would choose if I wanted to necessarily win the season, if that makes sense. No, I would, I don't, but I don't know if I'd choose Tori either. Like Tori, she's strong. Yes. But I don't know if she's that well-rounded. I think Nani's a little bit more well-rounded. Like she's not great at anything, but she's better at some things than Tori is at all. And I'm mostly talking mm. about the puzzle part, puzzle and math. Yeah. yeah Who's a bit of runner? Probably. I just need you to run. Tor <laughs> yeah. Probably Tori. Tori. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably Tori, just because she yeah. trains. But Josh Tori, is... Tori would eat anything, right? Like, I don't, I don't think she's going to be like, oh, oh I've never. Eating anything. Did they have to eat on um, War of the Worlds 2? I don't think they did. Uh... Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. And did she eat? What did she... I can't yeah. even picture he loved her it. eating. She, she was telling it? everybody no. that. She was the one that said that uh, it everything tasted like a chicken nugget. And she oh, was like, yeah, everything yeah, tastes yeah. like a chicken nugget. Just eat it. That's what I remember the most about that. <laughs> oh, because she's your new favorite player. I forgot. <laughs> that is definitely watch. not Drew's the case. Got, <laughs> Drew's got the Tory watch on for each season now. Next video to come out, Tory. The, the, the Tory <laughs> saga. Legend. <laughs> the legend of Tory. <laughs> Listen, like, uh, I mean, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, like I understand where you're coming from, Rodrigo. I I also no, I, I definitely I, 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 I enjoy Nani. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy Nani. Like she's she's a decent she's decent on our screen. She's but I also she's become a bit more boring now that she's with Casey. Let, let's be honest. Like I mean, Casey's really like I mean she she had that moment this episode where she was flipping out on um, Amanda for going at Casey, which was a bit of fun. But that's like a little bit of the old Nani that is still in there. But she has become pretty neutral and bit vanilla as a character for me this season. I mean, I loved her. Her line that she said was, I'm a nice person, but I'm still crazy. Don't test me. I'm like, test her. Test her. I want to see Nani go crazy, please. Um, and, and I love the fact that uh, Casey was uh, turned on by uh, angry Nani. He's like, who's this person? It's like, ooh. Me. <laughs> yeah um the actual i guess arena battle that happened down there what did you guys think of it we spoke a little bit about the daily i thought the daily was pretty cool creative was something different um 
played out well for me. What, what did you guys think of, I guess, both? You we can talk a little bit about both here. If there's any one of the two, the daily challenge or the elimination challenge you guys feel a bit stronger about here. What did you think of the elimination here? And do you think, you know, Amanda was talking a big game throughout this whole process of going down there. Um, do you think if it was a puzzle type of thing that she was going down there, she would have taken the shot here at Tori? Or do you think that was never going to be an option for her due to the fact that um, if she did choose someone from Emerald, it would have taken a number down, uh, which would have meant she would have eventually had to take the spot of Nani or Casey um, and I felt like she wasn't completely willing to burn that bridge with Josh yeah I think this was her always her MO was to go down against Big T and take Tori's spot um, I, I know that she was playing it up and Tori called her called her out on it and being like I think this is just some smoke and mirrors I think that she's just you know threatening us but like I don't think that she's actually going to go and call one of us down but I 100% thought that her whole plan the whole time was to go down against big t i know she says like oh you know i went down and i looked at it and you know i think she was always going to do that and she was going to take tori's spot so that's why i think that she executed her plan from the beginning that's what her intention was yeah and the and the challenge itself the chantelle did you like did you like the the challenge that they had to go up against each other in the arena there it was pretty like I thought it was a good challenge. I think it was it was something that everybody could do. Um, and you know, the fact that Amanda didn't freak out, she just was doing it in slow little increments and like she was just like just being steady and and kind of meticulous about it. I thought it was really I, I thought it was a good challenge for that. And I think that she, you know, I when she got to the top. I got a little emotional for her because, like, I know she is playing for her family. I know she's a little bit wild mm. and she pops off. But, you know, I think to the core, she is a good person that wants to do well and wants to be people to like her and think that she's a good competitor. Like, I think she still has all that, even though she puts up this wall. So when she got to the top, I felt for her. And when she jumped, I was like, I, I was kind of rooting for her there. Being like, yes, you you do it, Amanda. You hit that bell. So I liked the, I liked it. Um, and I got worried for a second that big t was going to beat her um but then that that disappeared pretty quickly yeah i i really like both I, this is one of the episodes where i like both competitions in the episode mm -hmm. that i thought the daily was pretty good it worked on communication it worked on skills it worked on teamwork uh puzzles uh, there was some physicality to it and there was a little bit of flair with the mock-up airplane and the jet fighter and everybody gets to kind of mm -hmm. have their fun with the jet fighter suits and stuff and um i i enjoyed this elimination for the sole fact that i think it was even keel for both competitors like yes. one didn't have an inherent better ability than the other one in this challenge that both big t and amanda were doing well uh, amanda got off to an early lead then they got locked in a deadlock at um like vault four and then all of a sudden amanda just kind of like kept her good rhythm and was able to get the win i thought it was a really decent matchup uh i will say that I would like to see a little bit more headbangers for the women on the women's side. I mean, we got a pole wrestle from Kyle and Ed, and what have we gotten with the women was uh, undigging tires up and then hit battering ram with a rocket on targets and now volts. There was one hall uh, this, brawl, though. There was, yeah, there was one, but I, I would like to see a little bit more of, because I always think that the women have more physicality than I think that what the challenge and even the competitors like give them credit for. And I've mm -hmm. always felt like 
they bring up the better matchups than even some of the guy matchups that we've seen. So I would I would like to see a little bit more. I would like to see a pole wrestle once in a while, but I, I did enjoy this one. It had some creativity. And uh, yeah, Amanda had a very impressive win. Mm. Yeah, I, I like both both challenges as well. I can't add much to to what you just said there, Drew, for the daily and also for the challenge at the end. I think the only thing that sort of stood out for me was that, yes, Amanda stayed calm, but also Amanda... I think had a consistent pace throughout it as well, which she kept, which, you know, when it comes to endurance um, and any small incremental movements that you make actually will um, save energy as you go up that, 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 I guess the beams that she was pulling out where um, uh, with big T, she was a bit more frantic, um, a little bit more flustered, making bigger movements and her forearms started you know, giving out on her towards the end. And she was really struggling to get up there, um, which was sad to see. And, and, you know, Amanda doesn't have the best, elimination record from emory i think she's got two wins and six losses going into this one so um so for her she would have been really nervous going down into that but what was really funny for me in this episode was where people were saying oh, amanda would really want to go down there or anything like that and she's not going to try and prove a point and i was like do you guys not watch final <laughs> reckoning when she was like putting herself she in there the with Zach? she's like just to prove a point i will go down there she's that type of person very stubborn so that's why i said like I agree. She's probably a really nice person outside of the game. I think, you know, she does like to be a nurse, you have to be a caring person to a certain degree. You're not going to be in that type of um, profession if you're not a caring person and care more about others than yourself. And she had to put herself in harm's way in the midst of everything when it was at its worst. Right. Um, so I really take my hat off to her and salute the people that the frontline workers that have been busy helping people out there throughout the last couple of years so that's admirable in itself um but in the game of the challenge i think that that's the whole reason why i would find it so hard to work with her because if she gets an idea in her head if you say the wrong thing to her at the wrong time i think you just it's gonna be impossible to turn her around and i know this very well because i've got a sister who's very similar to this as well <laughs> so i know that type of personality it's like okay you're gonna do you I'm not going to be able to convince you differently, you know? So, and that's not the type of person you want to be in a partnership with or in a team. So understand why Emerald didn't want to get her. Um, and when she chose to go there, Devin is like, this is the kiss of death, but they were not great at trying to convince her to go somewhere else or doing anything. Like there was better ways they could have put it across. And I think it's an epic fail here for Emerald overall, but it was going to happen. Inevitable. Like, I mean, Emerald was in, absolute la-la land that they thought that no one was going to infiltrate them at some point in this game um and i wouldn't be surprised if this is going to open the floodgates and we're going to see more people shifting around here in the last potentially two rounds before we go into a finale and really excited to see how this is going to play out this season um moving forward guys is there anything that we haven't touched on uh, i guess for the challenge season 37 anything you guys want to bring up before we move on to all stars 2 um, just the, the, just the last little bit. Um, TJ seemed happy that Amanda infiltrated Emerald, Emerald. So I'm wondering if that means that he has a little bit of a shakeup coming up because I think he was also maybe a little bit bored with nobody infiltrating yeah. and like what's going on here. So I feel like he I feel like a shakeup is coming. Um, I'm not sure what if it's going to be before the next thing or after the next elimination, but I think that. By the end of next episode, we will know maybe the format of the final or if it's going to be in groups or whatnot. I think that that will happen. Uh, I hope. Mm. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to bring up was that I really appreciated what the challenge did 
because I think in the past they would have just said, oh, somebody already went home. We're not going to have an elimination. And instead they were like, we're going to keep on going with the elimination. We'll still bring Big T back. And so we get that TV moment of still seeing an elimination this episode, still going through with it. And then they can have Amanda infiltrate and still have that moment, still have her be able to do her moves, which I was very appreciative on. Um, Hats off to MTV for doing that. And, giving us that moment. So I was very happy. So with that. happy. I hate no eliminations, which we're going to probably talk about in like five <laughs> yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's the key thing here, Drew, is what you said about allowing strategy to play out. Yeah. Like we've seen it a few times in the past where we were like, yes, a plan is action. It's going to happen this episode. And then whop, whop, no elimination, or we're going to change something up so that that can't happen moving forward. And I think we were even disappointed until last season in All-Stars 1 when finally the format of the show, when it was changing, people were starting to use it strategically. And then we ended at one round probably or two rounds too early because there was a lot of Kumbaya and All-Stars 1 where people were working together. There didn't seem to be much hurt feelings between people. I, I thought it was pretty straightforward where a big, big group of people were able to keep themselves safe going into the end game. And we were just going to start seeing that strategy and we just didn't see it where we do see this here in the Challenge 37. But segueing into All-Stars 2, we have got some X explosive characters coming back for all stars too and you know i kind of slept on tina when we did this preseason <laughs> draft picks and um i didn't put two and two together because she looked somewhat different on the photos when um i looked at it i didn't realize she was the girl who punched beth and as soon yes! as i saw that i was like i saw both those seasons with her on it and now i feel like i've missed out so much Chantel and you've got it in your team She's I, didn't I be... say that when I when I drafted her did I say Maybe like did, it... with the draft with the draft with the the punch I must I had to have brought it up because like that's Tina like yeah and, and it just went over my head um <laughs> and I was somewhere in La La Land when we were doing this but she was all over this first episode doing all the confessionals um doing a lot and I really enjoyed what she brought to the show and I feel like if she stays long enough this is going to be an explosive season because she is not going to hold back this season at all and i'm loving the fact that she's going to be on our screens again um she says that she's a bit more mature now coming back into the show she's got kids and all that but she's still the same person we saw back you know in the day when she was playing you know uh, to me i don't feel like she's changed that much at all did anybody else have deja vu uh, she's pretty similar to me and you know we're seeing in the um, the season trailer where she's banging pots and pans saying nice tina is gone i'm just like was she ever she was here <laughs> yeah tina is fantastic i loved every moment that she was on the screen i think she's gotten better I, i'm not gonna lie I, I there was some moments back in the day where i was like oh tina uh, tina's doing tina again and then coming back this season i was like is she going to mature? How much Tina is still left in Tina? And she She's came back Tina. and it's kind of like an all-star season one where Katie was like, it's like we're reverting back 20 years ago, back to our twenties. And Tina, it was like, I don't have kids. I have a husband. I don't work. And I got a pool and now I'm here and I'm ready to just be cut somebody. That is basically what she said to John a in the, mm -hmm. in at the bar. So, I mean, yeah, she had the most confessionals with eight uh, that I counted in points. So Chantel, you had all those points uh, given to you. I have them all. Uh, I have all the points racked up. I watched this episode like three times to make sure I got everything down pat. But yeah, Tina yeah. was amazing. 
Well, I guess it's a great point. Like, you know, let's let's move into the points because I'm very interested to see who got what points for this episode <laughs> um, and who is sitting where. And we can have a look at the, um, I guess we can share who we've got in our teams up front as well. And then we can sort of have a chat about um, that as well. But I think that Tina and Ayana were two of the people that were probably on our screens the most here mm. in the um, opening episode. So uh, both Drew and Chantel, I've got a sneaky suspicion you guys are pulling away here with the points early on. <laughs> you might not be so correct. <laughs> oh, really? I will say. No, oh. I, to, to do the total points, Chris actually has the most points with 35 points. Uh, you cleaned up with Derek and Darrell this episode. Uh, Derek oh, actually Derek. had like, seven confessionals and he got the daily challenge win and then Darrell had six confessionals uh tina mm. because of jody and tina uh, uh you got 28 points and i am coming from behind with 22 points uh tech and nehemiah were my my uh point getters, point getters in the uh in the confessionals but i have 22 points but it is only episode one and we haven't gotten Very an good. elimination i'm praying nehemiah can pull it out since he is officially in the elimination so is ayana so i'm really pushing out for those those six points uh, to get two elimination wins but yeah chris you're cleaning up with they're putting wow. Derek and Darrell up front and they want them to be the faces and Darrell's having an amazing confessionals i won't lie i was so so shocked when we did the draft picks that i got both um Darrell and Derek. I did not think I was going to get Derek come back to me. Um, and for, for me, I think that <clears throat> Derek, like we said in our draft picks, you know, he does a lot of work behind the scenes for the challenge of his podcast. He does a lot of social media stuff for it. So um, I do think that they want to push that. But another person here who had quite a bit of um, confessionals early on, I guess, was Brad coming back in. And there's a lot of talk about Brad drew being someone that has got a reputation in the challenge and he believes he can stand up with the best here he's had some tough stuff happening in his personal life losing his job um during the last what's happened over the last year um and he wants to come back to prove himself and we know that there's some other stuff happening outside of the game as well where he wants to prove that he can be a responsible dad um and then the other person here if we're looking at the men because just because we've been talking about Darrell and Derek and we'll, we'll go to the ladies pretty soon. Um, I thought Brad had quite a lot of, um, you know, early, just enough for us to know who he is and he's there. And then Nehemiah was all over this first episode, but probably the reason for Nehemiah being all over this first episode is because he, well, I guess a couple of things happened this episode, but <laughs> he does go down there and he chose Ayana um, when Tina wanted to be his partner, shading her, there in the daily challenge what do you guys think was the reasoning behind this do you think that beth had a bit of a chat with um, him beforehand and said you're mm. not allowed to play with tina because she's my <laughs> arch nemesis or something like this <laughs> well he he was on the duel with her wasn't yeah so yeah. he knows tina um he might not really remember her to be a big competitor, which he should though. Um, but I think that he just was worried about like having a big personality that might not listen. They might not get along very well. And so I think that he was just like, I'm not sure if I'm going to work well with Tina or not. So I know I can work well with Ayana. So let me take the Ayana who's standing right here in front of me. That's willing to like work with me. Yeah. There was a lot of questionable pairings to the point where I think it's like, you know how you're having group projects in class and you kind of just like when they're saying pair up and you don't really know too many people. So you just like look and you're like, you, you, we're sitting next to each other. We'll do it. We'll be paired up. I think that's what the mentality was for these early pairings that they had 
the women on the bottom, the men on top, and they were just like, oh, yeah, we'll just. And and the same thing happened with Leah with Latarian. The same thing with yeah. Steve and Tina at the end when Steve was just standing there, kind of like I don't know what to do. And Tina was like, all right, I'll be partnered up with you. I think unless they had that connection, kind of like Darrell and Kendall, I think everybody or Jody and Derek, I think everybody was just like, oh, we'll just I'll pick you. Adrian saying here yeah, that side parts he gave to Tina was shady, and I agree. Oh, like, let me do it justice. That side glance he gave to Tina was shady, you know? and I agree with that. It's very, very shady. Um, but and what I love though is that Tina doesn't really take it to heart. She's just like mm. she's making a joke out of it in the confessional, and like it makes that moment not that bad, you know. But there's other people that might have been like, "Oh, I'm coming for you now," like, and like have some big. Blow up. I mean, well, maybe she will, but like from this episode, she, it just seems like she took it kind of like whatever. Like I'm gonna make a joke out of this in the confessional. It's not gonna really hurt me to the core. So I liked how she hmm. handled being shafted by Nehemiah. Oh, she's yeah, taking 100%. mental notes. She's taking notes all all day. I mean, she's <laughs> she's trying to have the most fun, but she's also like, who can I work with? Who's strong? I mean, she is taking the most mental notes, and I love it. I loved that's that's another reason why I love Tina this episode because I knew she yeah. was like playing the game right from the very beginning, like right from when she was on the boat with everybody. She was taking notes. She was looking at everybody, going like, who's the biggest competitor? What kind of shape is everybody in? Who can I get underneath their skin kind of thing as she's talking? I mean, she is just playing this game from the very start, and I loved it. She, she's going to, like, yeah, you go hit Chadol. No, I was gonna. You can go because I was gonna talk not about um, Tina. So uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say with Tina for me, um, I feel like the like if the the episode one is anything to go by, and seeing the pots and the pans coming out moving forward, she is gonna be the all star of all stars this season. I think that the the moment she leaves, we're gonna feel it as an audience personally. Well, she and I, I don't even leave. People are scared maybe, of her. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe people won't won't vote out, but I think Tina's not fully out of harm's way here because she does have that you know past relationships and seasons that she's played with jody and with derek um she very much sees derek and jody as threats she acknowledged that hey nothing's changed these guys are still beasts um and she acknowledges that and, and a lot of people not just her but i think in her case she acknowledges that if you come close to winning you're a threat you know and does derek and jody use this as an opportunity here early on we didn't see who's going to get put down there to go against Nehemiah and Ayana do they use this as an opportunity to take another strong pairing here in Steve and um Tina and put them down there against uh Nehemiah and um Ayana because I think that Nehemiah could have made the biggest mistake possibly uh, by choosing Ayana like I don't know if they've got a past relationship or they know each other they're from different eras of the game but she clearly is not at his level physically. Um, and and it's to be expected. She hasn't been in the game for a very long time. She hasn't had to train like that. This is the best opportunity to get rid of Nehemiah right now, early in the game, put a strong team against them down there. And he potentially has an anchor next to him that he could lose this arena with. Do we think that Tina and Steve could be that team? Because who do they really have in their corner here this early in the game that's going to want to keep them safe? I mean, I don't know. Jody as like she's very strong. I love how her and Derek really were like, we're coming in. We've been working together for the last 20 years. We know each other really well, even though we haven't seen each other in like 15. Go mm -hmm. down, dominate, and win that challenge and win that first daily. 
I just think though that Jody's still a little bit timid. I don't know if she's gonna make that shot because if Tina comes back, she comes back mad and she comes back and will take you like do her best to take you out. So I don't know if Jody has it in her to strike this early. Mm. Um I don't know. I think that she, it would be better for her probably to want to work with Tina for now because, like, if they take out all the threats right in the beginning, they become the only threat left in the game and they can't win everything. So I think that Tina will stay for a little bit. They also know the formula of the show. They know that they brought back Tina because they want Tina on the screen. I think that they'll maybe play even some producer politics as well. It's like, okay, we're not going to take out the heavy hitter yet, you know? I don't know. I feel like she has at least a couple episodes before she gets thrown down by Jody, anyways. Jody and Derek. Well, I think Jody would take this as an opportunity to maybe get more numbers on her side and try to like maybe throw in somebody that isn't very well connected in the game coming in with no connections. And I think Derek is a little bit more bullish especially mm-hmm. when it is Nehemiah who's going down there and they can't really That's trust true. each other. And he's very connected in the challenge universe and in the house i think coming from playing all-star season one i think he would try to make or take a shot at some of the heavy hitters trying to get out nehemiah it's just whoever you throw down there is going to remember that you threw them down there this is the case so i mean whoever you throw down there is going to remember remember it i i do want to pause the question of do we think that it's going to be them working together or is it going to be solo matches that are going to be played so nehemiah is going to go up against mm. a random person that one of the two four people that jody and Derek mm. put up for the house vote and on the opposite end i i i want to well, believe that possibly it could be solos but i don't know let, let me let me um sort of run with that because i automatically when i watched the episode the first time assumed that if you're in a pair you're also going to be in a pair when you get thrown down there to to fight mm. for your life but um tj's words were this is going to be a double elimination so that makes me think that it's going to be both what he meant by that it's it's going to be both a male and female elimination this round which meant mm. that they could nominate four people that the house would then decide which one of those four will go down there. But yeah. I don't think that that four people were even the pairs. Like I think he said four people can be put down there. So yeah. that does open it up to probably being an individual um, elimination when they go down there. It's probably going to be uh, the guys do the same elimination as the females, but they'll have different rounds to go head to head heading down there. That's That would be my guess from what I've picked kind of up. Kind like a free agents format. Yes. Kind of like how in the eliminations every night there was a – woman that would go home and a men that would go home but they would be two eliminations going at the same time and they would do the same elimination kind of thing so and, and in that yeah, case and in that case tina's very safe because the only sort of in my mind i mean watch me be proven wrong next week when she does get thrown down there but in my mind i'm thinking the only way that they throw tina and steve down there is if it was to take down a partner like nehemiah and ayana if ayana was to be the anchor to nehemiah going down there but this does change it up i don't think they risk throwing tina down there on her own against ayana um potentially someone else um that i was high on and you guys gave me a lot of um, stick for could be thrown down there and casey who rightfully admitted coming into this episode oh, i liked her i like the fact that she's acknowledged the fact that she she wasn't great on the challenge before and you know she goes out there doesn't do too bad but then doesn't make the shot at the end there to uh 
you know, text <laughs> this May when he tries to push her and she doesn't know how to roll the finger fingers when she has to um, <laughs> land the basket. But um, they could say, like, let's just throw her down there. She doesn't have many connections either. She's not a threat to anyone if she does come back. Um, I could very easily see her being the opponent to Ayana going into that <clears throat> elimination. I don't know if there's going to be shots taking at the female side of things here because why would you want to do that against Ayana? I can see that against Nehemiah. Um, that Derek could say, I'm going to throw someone in there that potentially could take Derek, uh, Nehemiah out. And I think that he should do that. I think if he does not take Nehemiah out this round, Nehemiah is going to be his demise long-term because I think Nehemiah is going to play a different game this season. But if, if you know, Derek does something that, like, if he makes the first shot against Nehemiah and Nehemiah comes back, that's like starting a war. So I know mm. that, you know, Derek likes to make these kind of moves or whatever, but he also has played a lot of these games to know that maybe it's too early to take that shot. So I'm just not sure if he's going to be doing that right away. Um, my question was, though, were you guys saying that they're going to be choosing um, two teams or four people? Like, could they all be from different teams? Um, to go I think it's four to people. I think it's yeah, four, people. four people. I think so. Yeah, it's not teams. <clears throat> yeah, two men, two women. And I think, yeah, he didn't say two teams or anything. I think yeah. the teams just, I think the teams just get you or pairs or solo, whatever, whatever they're in gets you the win, helps you to win, gets you into safety or, or, or gets thrown into the elimination. Other than that, it's a solo kind of way they're going about it, which is very much like a free agents vibe which I was very excited about hearing, especially when he said there's a possibility you could be thrown into the elimination. I was like, ooh, kill card? And then it was like, no, just a house vote. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Speaking the truth here, uh, says, I'm curious as to why they seem to be playing into the Derek Nehemiah dynamic of it all. I think there's more than one reason. Firstly, Nehemiah was the, um, and again, finally they listened to us and brought back whoever finishes last, goes straight into the elimination. Finally, they're doing that, which I think both myself and Chattel have been asking for for quite a long time here. Um, and obviously with Nehemiah going down there and Derek having the power to send someone up against them, that creates an interesting storyline. But I also think that it sets up a bigger storyline where at some point, either those two are going to learn to work together and trust each other and they're going to need each other in the game or it's going to accumulate and both of them going head to head, either one of them taking a shot at the other or they both end up going up against each other. And I found it quite funny... Um, or amusing when Nehemiah said that Derek is intimidated by him because Nehemiah does have this self-belief where he's just like, I am a beast and I'm a Goliath in this game. I can take anyone out. But I'm like, Derek is pretty good in his own right. I'm sure he's not intimidated. Um, I think that just politically, they just don't jive potentially within the game. Um, and I love both of these guys. So it saddens me to see them go up against each other. They were my number one and number two pick last season. <laughs> um, I don't know if, I think Derek is that strong strategically and we know that Nehemiah doesn't play that way. So hmm. I'm hoping that they both decide to play together strategically and that would probably be the, their best bet in doing well in this season because physically they're quite strong. I can see them passing back and forth daily wins. Absolutely. And so if they're working together instead of striking against each other, I think that they will have longer they, they'll get to the end more likely than if they're they're going against each other. So hopefully they both get strategic, decide to work together, keep their enemy close, and maybe strike right before the final. 
I think we get a good old fashioned challenge rivalry here and they are not going to work together. They were talking about how each other is shady. They can't trust each other. I want to say, and I want to toot my own horn because exactly what I wanted to hear from Nehemiah this episode, Oh, mm-hmm. he said, and that was, he wants to be cutthroat. He doesn't want to play the nice guy anymore. He's not going to play with his emotions. He's just going to get business done. And I love to hear it. Also, I want to toot my own horn with John a because I loved her strategy. She was everywhere she was talking to everybody she had everyone kind of socially pegged with like tina i'll just shower with compliments and when she was talking to sophia she was like asking who do you know here kind of like getting a vibe on like where your connections are lying and she's like oh i i know ayana from back in the day and then she was letting everybody know like oh i have two other people kind of like i have some numbers here too if you want to work together it's kind of like yeah she was like and i love that she's uh, like like pegged her own game from last season going like oh i kind of went under the radar i can't do it this season i have Mm -hmm. to change it up and she showed that she was changing it up being vocal being out there and i mean i think everybody coming into this season watched last season so they knew her and they knew how well she did last season so i mean she can't really like play it down like oh i don't know i can't i i I was I, i haven't played in forever no she was out there being proud being loud and i loved it i loved it so you're feeling pretty good about your Janae first pick here for the season, I mean, and, can, and I have to agree. She can have with a few you. more she, confessionals, but yeah, I, I do, I do like. Oh, she's, she's, I think she's going to be. I think she's going to be there deep. I mean, there was a lot of talk about her making it, having her best showing yet on the challenge, making it all the way to the final, um, and doing really well there until the end. I think. What was her overall finish for last season? Was it like third or fourth or something like third. that? She, third. Third. Yeah, so it was, the, and that was impressive. She went up against like there was no um, first, second, and third male, female. It was just run the challenge. Getting third is not not bad at all. And she did this in probably not the best shape she's ever been with in her in her life. You know, she's coming back this season, having trained, being ready for what she's coming into. Um, I think she's going pretty deep in this game and I'm here for it. And I love the fact that, like you said there, Drew, she made the connections with the people that she had within the game already. She's got connections even from last season. I think she's very well placed to have a lot of social capital coming into this season. Um, But she does it in a way where it's non-threatening. It's like, hey, Mm -hmm. just so FYI, this is what's going on here. And I think she does it subtly where people don't pick that she is doing it. She's pitching to them to join the, the army per se, you know, and, and I, I'm living for it. I want to see where this takes her this season. The only thing, though, I didn't see her talk to Jody that much. Am I, did I miss something? Because I she would, Jody would be the most important person this season to be kind, or this episode to be cozying up to. And Jody seems like the type of person that is going to put in people that she doesn't have any sort of former bond or connection to. And so I don't think that they know each other. I don't think that she's going to feel bad about putting Janae in. Like if she hears like, oh, she did really well. She's like, oh, I don't know her. And she did well last season. I might throw her in. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, Janae might go down in this first one because she hasn't had the opportunity to get to know Jody yet. Um, mm. That worries me a little bit. But speaking of training, I was so happy that Katie's coming here to win, hopefully. The fact that she said that she's put in some work training and, you know, she she's allowing herself to go in and come to win, not just to be here and give it a shot. So I'm hoping that it really follows through with Katie and that she does better than she did last season. 
oh she's just for the fact that she was on all stars one she knows what's coming there's a few people here that have had 16 years 20 years out of the game that they've got absolutely no idea what's about to hit them in the next two weeks and katie is prepared for that she came in as one of those people who weren't prepared in the previous season um but it was a bit of a quiet episode i felt for katie overall we didn't see too much of her um in this first episode but it is still early days i do want to touch on this so here um rodrigo brought up that um how funny was it to see that everyone was laughing at jasmine and adam for going really slowly across the balance beam on the daily challenge um and then everybody else ended up doing the same thing um i think it was the smart move to do because i think if you uh so not Adam, Ryan. Uh, probably Ryan. Yeah, they probably got a confused okay. with Ryan. But um, yeah, going going over the balance beam, sort of, you know, not running over it, I think was never going to be the strategy here with two boats moving. Like the boats weren't standing still. They were moving as well. Um, and it looked really wobbly. I think a lot more people would have fallen into the water. But I did find it funny how um, TJ had a proper go at them afterwards for, um, you know, mm. not really attacking the cause. And it's just funny because... These guys are all all stars. They've all got massive, you know, reputations and egos on them. But you know, TJ does not care. You know, he will give it to you. And the back and forth between TJ and Darrell this episode was amazing. Obviously, Darrell didn't do it to his face. He would only do it in confessionals. But still, Tina does it to his face, and TJ yes. literally mocks. Yeah, back. Like this is this is TJ that we know and love. Is like he comes at these players, and he has like a little bit of a banter with them. And like I love that Tina didn't even skip a beat with like having that back and forth with TJ. She wasn't she wasn't gonna keep. Oh, you know TJ's scolding us, and she's like, let me see you do that, TJ. Like I just loved how he seems relaxed. He's having fun. He loved having a go at them. Like, this is the version of TJ that I really like. I'm I'm kind of bored with handler dad TJ. I Yay. want like I want fun dad, like summer camp TJ. I like plus, plus TJ is looking good. Like, you know, he looks even more happy. in shape. Like he looks, yeah, he looks he looks happy, which definitely <laughs> helps. I like the stubble on him. It looks good. He looked tanned. He looked a little bit like he, you know, he's he's been in shape, like he's been doing some running and stuff. Like I thought, man. TJ really made sure he was in the best shape of his life here, coming into All Stars to, um, you know, host this show. And I love it as well. Like, you know, it's it's great. I think that some of the themes that they've used recently and the proper challenge seasons have become a bit too much the same old, same old every you know season. And, and I'm loving the All Stars feel to it at the moment. It's not he's a handler or anything like that. You know, it's just, he's a bit more of himself. Like um, Darrell said, you know, TJ looks like he's come out here for a holiday. He's casually dressed and everything, but we know it's not a holiday. You know, it's going to be uh, down to business here when $500,000 are at stake. Yeah. Yes, lots and of money. I, I think back to like TJ when he was riding his bicycle in the middle of like cutthroat and he was like, <laughs> talking to the teams while they were like running this full course down this like flight path uh when cyrus in gauntlet 2 was like frustrated with the results and was getting in tj's face and tj was giving it back to him i mean i think even he transfers back and i loved him in all-stars one and how how much he was laughing and joking around with everybody like i can't wait for this trivia challenge that's coming up like it's gonna be great yeah. Now I'm going to mess this up, um, I'm sure, because I am always bad with names in the beginning of the season. But um, Derek Chavas, right? That, that's that's mm -hmm. him there. Um, so Derek Chavas, this episode, becoming the alter ego or uh, Anita or whatever you called him, Anit, um, this specific episode, and walking around with, um, I guess, 
hair extinctions or a wig of Tina's and clothes of Tina's and uh, playing up the character. I was very, very happy when my last pick was doing that this episode because i knew that he was going to be a big character i don't remember him much from the early seasons i don't know why because he seems like a massive character and just brought so much fun here to the episode um i thought personally um and and i was living for it especially like i said last pick getting me some good points here early on in the um season i don't know if i'm i'm just misremembering but i don't remember him being this big of a character his previous yeah. season so i think that he's like playing it up for like okay i'm here i need to make some new friends i need people to like me i want to you know it's the first we'll night three. exactly i want to be invited <laughs> back uh so yeah i think he i think he's laying it on a little bit just because like he's probably the least known even from some of the people that i haven't seen in like 15 years like i don't really remember much of him even though he's been on a couple more seasons than some of the other people yeah he was always a target early he was out early on his rookie season and cutthroat he made it decently far in battle of the seasons uh but that season everybody wants to forget <laughs> let's be honest um <laughs> so and bad. rivals two he didn't last very long like he won an elimination who was his rival tyree and dunbar uh rob from battle of the seasons uh season 23 mm, okay, is rob yeah. mm -hmm. uh redhead rob or uh yeah uh so he wasn't and there was always some like bigger personality that was always like capping it off i mean that that's when zach was on there yelling at people and throwing his helmet at everybody and trishel and anisa were yelling at each other so i mean there was just a lot going on to where Derek was kind of like in the background a little bit. So yeah, he was a very big personality. And this is some of the stuff that we don't get to see on seasons of the challenge. Like everybody just gets mm. very serious. It's $1 million, but even with $500,000 on the line, let's just have some fun. Let's have some yeah. fun with it. And yeah. yeah, tech decides to do that. Starting the party off right with the, his, his classic uh, skinny dip into the pool. Um, we got to love tech. Yeah, yeah 100%. We'll talk about tech in a sec here. Speaking the truth, um, says that Derek was always playing from the bottom. So kind of what you guys said. So that's why he never got to relax and just be himself on some of the challenge seasons. Um, and I agree, tech, you know, um, I'm a big tech fan after season one. I loved everything that tech brought to um, season one. And again here, just confessional gold from the start. Um, he's going to be a big character. I am still worried um, for tech in the sense that you know, Chantal, you brought this up and it's it's stuck in my head now. Who is afraid of throwing Tech down there? Um, what aura does he have? The, the only thing that Tech really has in his favor here is that people might want to keep him around because he's fun, you know, and he's someone that they want to have fun with. They might as well enjoy their time there for the two weeks that they're there. Um, but I do think that if you're going to go down there um, and, and, and face someone and you've got the clout, you've got the social capital to go up against someone, I think Tech might still be one of the people that will get thrown down there early-ish this season um, because people think that they're going to be able to beat them. I am happy to see that Nehemiah and Tech seem to be on good terms after last season where they did go head-to-head -head, um, in the elimination and they seem to, or at least Tech wants to work with Nehemiah saying, hey, I've got your back here um, in the room after Nehemiah lost daily knowing that he's going to go in there. So that at least is encouraging to see for Tech. I just don't know who else Tech has got here this season that's going to keep him safe. Hopefully some of those early connections that he made um, last season will continue to help him here. But it, I definitely did not see anything um, that sort of showed us that the season one All-Stars crew are going to look after each other. Not this episode. 
Yeah, um, I also think that Ayana is a pretty good confessional queen as well. Um, naming a text member uh, his King Scepter, I think is what she uh, yes. called it. Um, and so she's very, like her words that she uses and this like how she describes things. I think that if she lasts a couple of episodes, we'll see a lot of confessionals from her. She she has a way with words, definitely. I'm worried for Ayana here. I, like, I mean, who who... Who is she going up against here in this first round and beating guys like um, that? That first, and I've only seen one performance on the challenge, so you guys can tell me I'm completely off base here. But I am worried for her going into the elimination here early on. Maybe uh, someone like a Jasmine, but Jasmine's not going to be thrown down there. She's too well protected at this point. Who's she going up against? Maybe Casey, um, but Casey is a lot younger than her. Casey potentially could do some athletical stuff. I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting one here. She's a big question mark for me, but for the sake of the confessionals, I agree with you, Chantel. I hope she does make it longer in the game because I do think she is TV gold. I will say that let's not sleep on tech. I just did a shot for shot breakdown of the trailer that was at the end of this past week's episode. And I'm not going to give anything away, but tech seems to be tech seems featured. to be featured a lot and very well uh, represented in the season. Um, that uh, trailer breakdowns coming out on Saturday tomorrow. Um, but I think tech is going to be good politically in the game. He's very social. I think Ayana could win against a couple of people. I think she could win against Melinda, uh, who I don't think is going to go down there. But then again, she could go down there. Uh, she's 0-6 in elimination records, but she's coming in a whole different person. Maybe she's going to come in with a little bit of fire, get her first elimination win. Um, I think she could definitely win against Casey, maybe like Leah, who hasn't been on the challenge since like season eight the the inferno where she lost against kendall so i mean i think there's a few players that ayana could win against in elimination it just depends on who what she can talk to with jody maybe jody gives her who she wants to have go into the elimination against and uh see if she can work some magic with her social game and political game uh that we haven't seen maybe maybe ayana will sleep in her uniform and she can win this round <laughs> to have it full, come full circle around um <laughs> yeah. you you did the shot for shot did we see casey in other shots do you want me to tell you that no, don't, well, don't. I don't want to be small. Do it after. Do it after. <laughs> last time, last time I watched, last time I watched your um, breakdown, which it's not your fault. It's definitely the producers showing us too much. I feel like for season thirty-seven, I saw more than what I wanted to see because it spoiled a couple of eliminations for me. So I think that with this one, sadly, I'm going to give it a skip because I don't want to be spoiled. Um, and the producers should do better to not spoil us on what's going to happen in the eliminations. But I want to come into these things oblivious. So you guys talk about it off air. <laughs> Don't break my heart this early. I've got Casey and my team. Let, let me have a false sense of hope or security here early on in the season. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, um, something that stood out for me, and I don't know if it was um, something that stood out for anybody else, because I'm new to the show, I'm trying to get to know a lot of, like, I mean, I say new, um, I'm new to the earlier characters prior to Fresh Meets 2, um, and I've seen two seasons prior to Fresh Meets 2, so I know a few of the earlier players like Tina and um, uh, Jody and them that are coming back here, but um, one of the players I don't know is Janelle, um, and Janelle had a conversation with Derek, not Derek, with Darrell here early on, and they know each other from outside of the game. They're both champions, they're both going to keep it quiet that they know each other. 
I like Janelle. She seems someone that is quietly confident in her own ability. Um, I feel like she and Darrell together are going to do some damage here in this season. And I felt like we sh we saw this specific scene for a reason um, early on here that they do have that outside connection. Um, it's either going to come back to bite them in the butt or they're going to take it very deep. Um and Darrell is all over this first episode. So by proxy, if he can bring um, someone like a Janelle in here, I'm expecting big things from, from her here with Darrell in this season. Uh, what are your feelings about seeing Janelle come back here for this episode? And what can we expect for her, for those people that are listening to this podcast that are similar to myself, that are new to the show, that haven't seen some of these OGs play the game? Um, can we expect big things from the former Inferno 3 champion here coming back in the game? I think so, um, especially if she's going to be linking up with Darrell. Um, and so if they have the opportunity to work together, they will. So I think that they are going to be a, a duo that's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, from what I remember from her previous season, she's like not really afraid of anybody. Like she will go down, she will compete. She, she's not scared. Like she's not a timid player. Um, she's pretty athletic. She 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 has a she just has a win like she is a winner um, type of personality and so I think that she's going to do well I expect her to do well and especially if she has this really great conne connection with Darrell Darrell doesn't really like losing so if he has this connection I can see them working well together to go far in the game so I have high hopes. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Ad Adrienne here said that Janelle said on the Mike Lewis podcast that she auditioned for Real World because oh. of her connection with Darrell. So I'm here for those two, um, which is great. Like, I mean, I love seeing these connections. I love hearing about people that have got these secret alliances outside. You can only get this when you haven't seen these people on your screen every season. That's what's made the actual challenge a little bit stale and boring because the alliances have just been set by playing the game together for six seasons in a row or eight seasons in a row. But with the way it's working now with they're making enough changes even from All-Stars 1 to All-Stars 2 and having a different cast here. Um, it, it is actually opening it up, the floodgates, where it is going to be less predictable to see who's going to go deep in the game because Janelle might have this connection to uh, Darrell, but does she have this connection with other people this season that are going to keep her safe as well? Darrell is a very important person to have, but if he's going to try and keep it a secret, there's only going to be that much he can do to keep us safe before people are going to catch on that they do have a better or bigger connection than what he's um, sort of letting on to. Um, I did notice that here in the first episode as well that um, my first pick for the season uh, for the females, Kendall, um, was paired up with Darrell. No surprise because they have got a very well-known um, friendship in the game and they both seem to do pretty well together here as well. So Kendall was pretty quiet this episode. We didn't see too much of her, just enough to know that she's on the season um, and enough to give me hope that there's more to come at a later stage within the game and that she will hopefully make it further. We did get her talking about the fact that she was very gutted about leaving one elimination before the finale started and that this season she would really like to get into the finale. And I still think she could be very threatening when it comes to um, the endurance side of that. I don't know how well she's going to do with puzzles or eating different things and all that, but um, could be potentially another person that could be slept on. I'm very interested to see how this season's going to play out. Um, but one thing I will say is that every single person this episode got a confessional. Like, I, I don't think mm -hmm. anybody was skipped. So hats off to the challenge all-stars producers for giving everybody confessional it was very confusing to try a podcast about it because there was just so much happening and so many notes that needed to be taken here and i'm also 
getting to know about half of the cast or you know 60 percent of the cast as well as this is happening so um how did you guys feel about the pacing of the episode and getting a little bit from everybody here in this episode I wanted more. I wanted it to be either an hour and a half or two hours. Like they, they did a really great job. I thought with like introducing people and seeing their relationships and seeing people interact with each other and seeing it not just be about going to the daily right away. Like they're outside they're having fun. Then we get the Nehemiah toast, which like I haven't, have we been doing the toast still? Like, no, like that was like such no. a big staple. I remember from older seasons. So like we got the toast, we got the jumping in the pool naked. Like, we got all the fun stuff that I like about the challenge. The only thing that I would like to have had was a conclusive ending of an episode, and that would be with an elimination. So I wish that they would at least made it a little bit longer as opposed to us like waiting, just kind of excited just to see how these dynamics play out. I would have loved a longer episode, but I really enjoyed it. I loved all the music that they had in there. I'm just yeah. like, you got Paula Abdul. Like, I'm like, oh, these songs that I used to love back in the day. So I but really loved the boys. episode. Of course. A bit of Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. Um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. I mean, they, they do an amazing job with their, their music selection they every single right? season. And especially channel. with All Stars. Yeah, because it's for us when we're watching All Stars, even if I haven't seen some of those earlier seasons, like I remember growing up listening to Backstreet Boys. You know, I'll have to admit it here on this podcast. So it's forever on the internet now. But, you know, you hear this stuff, you pull up Dool and, and all of this old school music, and it takes you back to where you were as a teenager listening to this music as well, which is pretty pretty nostalgic, you know? I mean, you can you can confess it all you want because in high school I bought an NKOT BSB album <laughs> that had the best hits of both, and it was the most played CD I had in high school. Um, I love this. I love I love this episode. I loved how long they gave everybody in the confessionals. I just wish it was like an hour and fifteen. Like I know that they probably wanted to get us all reacquainted with everybody, how they are in their lives, where they at give us some people to root for, which I was very happy that they didn't try to rush anybody and everybody did get into confessional. Um, I just think that, and I, and probably because of the elimination and holding back, they didn't want anybody to like lose their faves or have somebody leave so early on, but it's going to come sooner or later. And it's going to come probably very early on in next episode. So like give us an hour and 15 or an hour long episode, just make it a little bit bigger, a little bit longer. And, let us uh let us have the full episode, the full feeling of a full challenge, uh, as well as seeing everybody get their camera time. But um, yeah, I can't wait for the elimination. I can't believe where we're having to wait. There was a point where I was just having such a good time, and then all of a sudden I like looked down Done. and I was like, oh, it's there over. is oh, no. there is yeah. we're at thirty eight minutes. This is going to end soon, and we're just coming back yeah. to the house after the daily. <laughs> Yeah, it was so disappointing. I, I didn't even I didn't look at the timer until end of the episode. I'm like, wait, where's the elimination? Like, you guys are leaving me on this cliffhanger. <laughs> um, speaking of the truth here, has got a, an interesting question for you guys um, to have a think about. Is there any challenges you'd never want to see on All Stars? Anybody from any, the current Big Brother? Sit, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's the easy. I think that's the easy cop out answer. Who else would you never want to see? I guess outside of the Fessy, Casey, Josh um, group on. Uh, you could probably put Amber B on there. A lot of these guys have not really been playing enough to be on All Stars in any case. But is there anybody else? But they could do All Stars like if it's like Janelle and Kaser and like, people from back in the day. Like I'm here. Reality All Stars. But... Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the Challenge All Stars versus Reality All Stars. Like I, I'm there for that type of season. I think that'll be amazing. 
I can you imagine Doctor say, Wu? I would say, are you the one? I wouldn't want to see anybody outside of. I want to keep this as like challenge, challenge back in the day, real world versus road rules as closely as you can possible. Because I look at All Stars as OGs, which was how Mark kind of pitched the idea, and so I want to keep it close to the vest as possible where it is just real world road rules and fresh meat for as long as we can until they're going to open up the floodgates. I mean, that's why they named it all stars. They, it was catchy. It's more like inclusive with whoever they can bring in. So it's going to happen at some point. They did reach out to Tori, I guess. And Nelson was the whole thing. So, I mean, it's going to happen at some point, but I would like to keep it real world road rules and fresh meat for as long as humanly possible until they're finally going to open up the floodgates. Well, I totally agree with you because those are the the shows that I was watching that got me excited about watching real world versus road rules, the challenge. Like that's what it is. Yeah. And so I was really, I was up in arms when they started bringing in, um, are you the one? I was like, they can't be on this show. Like it's not about, <laughs> and I was so pissed obviously because I'm a purist. And so, like, me, yeah, it might be a cop-out, but I don't like all these new shows coming into the mix. So, yeah, I don't want the Big Brother people. I don't even want the Survivor people unless we're doing some old-school All-Stars and it's like, you know, the Boston Robs of it all It's going to go back out there and play the challenge because he never got to play when he was 25 or whatever. So See, people are going to hate me for saying this. I don't oh, mind. Oh, you hate Boston bringing... Rob, if yeah. not. No, 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 no. I'm not even going down that road. But <laughs> And I don't hate Boston Rob, by the way. I just think he's overplayed at this point. Like, he's just been on the show too often. But I could see a Boston Rob come on to a challenge all-stars versus reality all-stars i would be there for that you know because it's not him coming back to survivor for the 10th time you know what i mean like it's just i feel like use him in other areas like i would watch boston rob and amber for a third time in all-stars if he wanted to go do that like i don't mind boston rob i just feel like in the survivor world he's just been overused you know he's got his um his his head on mount rushmore what more does he need to do on survivor like it's it's done it's played out right but um i wanted to go and say i like people will not agree with me as a new school fan they'll be like ah this chris guy what does he know you know but because i don't have that um background with having watched real world and um and and, and road rules and where this comes from i don't mind seeing other all-stars that i've sort of seen in earlier seasons making their way over to the show as long as they were big enough one person for me that and i don't want it to be just cop out people that they're bringing in but one person i do not want to see back and i don't want to see so to answer this question for all-stars is camilla i've got absolutely no love for her don't want to see her back on the show so that that would be my choice of a person that i've seen that I just don't care for. Um, again, Sam here does say that Lex, apparently, I don't know how true this is, Lex from Survivor said that he would do the challenge. Um, so that would be an old school Survivor there, Chantel, um, if he if he wanted to do it. Like maybe a Lex and a, and a Johnny Fairplay. I mean, Johnny Fairplay's got some connections with um, previous, he dated some of the, the real world um, stars from back in the day. I think he might have actually even dated um, Katie at one stage. Katie? I don't remember Katie that. Oh, I, think so. I think so. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. So. Bring Laurel. Absolutely bring Laurel, Sam. I would love to see Laurel on either. She can still probably hang with the people in um the regular season. Um, but I'd love to see Laurel back on the challenge. I any any of them. All stars, regular, whatever. Um, who else yeah. do I not want to where's, see? Where's 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 um Jordan from? Like is he's he's rumored to be on the next season is, is Real, Real World. World. Real World. Real okay, World. Cool. okay. Yeah. And he's another person that could play on actual seasons and this season. And I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of people they could still bring back, right? That they haven't brought back at this point. 
which I think this is like a I want to bring this up and I and it came into my brain because Real World had such a huge like moment in TV history and now that they're bringing back road rules I think for just a, like a Paramount Plus exclusive I think that there is a space for Real World. Let's bring back Real World even if it has to be a Paramount Plus exclusive and then let's start filtering those players into the challenge and kind of like you then then it's like hand feeding the mouth or whatever because now it's like oh these players are coming from a real world season that you can only get on paramount plus and so now they're on mtv on the challenge they're from real world they've been vetted to be in this real world atmosphere or road rules atmosphere and now it's like oh i like this person i'm gonna go watch their real world season i'm gonna go get a subscription or whatever and i i, I just feel like there's a space especially with how nostalgic and they're bringing back the casts from like from back in the day back to do it mm -hmm. now i think that it's a good point to try to hit it and it's like it can't be that hard to produce it like it's just a whole bunch of people living in a house and walking around a city it, it can't be that expensive so i just feel like th there's a space for it there is a, a zeitgeist for it for it to exist and that people would watch it I, I would love that. And because I remember like even Corey was saying the reason why he auditioned for the real world is because he ultimately wanted to be on the challenge. And that used to be the only pathway was to be on one of those two shows. And so instead of like picking from everywhere else, create your new pool of people with content. So people be like, watching so they can see who these new players are they're going to be coming onto the show i 100 percent agree with you that it would be a way to kind of re get that engine going again i think that that's yeah. what's really been falling apart like you know the the wheels falling off the bus here is because they're realizing that the formula it actually really worked very well i was looking forward to see like ooh, who are they bringing from the most recent seasons of you know, with the real world and road rules, who are they bringing onto the challenge? That's what I'm like, that's what I was looking forward to, to seeing. And now it's like, oh, who from around the world dude, has a lot of followers that they're going to put onto a season? And so it's just a little bit of a different kind of uh, machine that they're building that I don't think is working. I think they should go back to what they used to do best and have those two shows or two shows similar and have that be their funnel. 100%. What's the um? Does any of you guys know what the numbers look like with um the Paramount plus the Challenge All Stars two versus the the real? Because we're we're saying that it's not working, and and I hear you on that. But do we know what the comparison are between All Stars two and All Stars one? The viewership versus what the actual show is getting? Because the one thing that I do want to mention is that shows around the world, like no matter what it is currently, are struggling when it's just the old format and it's not on a digital platform. A lot of people don't watch mm -hmm. it live anymore. They watch it afterwards in their own time. So I find it very difficult to look at ratings just at the point of the show being live. You have to kind of try and track it differently. I think where you've got to go back after a week and say, okay, what did we actually get here? Because live, there maybe not as many people have watched it, but a lot of people watched it afterwards. Because the same argument I've heard being made for Survivor this season where people are saying, oh, they've lost 2 million viewers per episode this season and it's because of the show and all the twists and some of the political stuff that is happening early in the season. And, and there's been a whole bunch of complaints out there, right? But we've also got Survivor now on Paramount Plus and it's more easily accessible to people who want to watch it at their own time digitally. And there's other ways that I just feel like watching at historical data on when the show was live is not an accurate way of making that. And, and I hear you, I'm not 
diminishing how the older fans feel about the show and the show that they love growing up watching and things changing. But it's just, if we look at the data, what does the data say? And, and, and I don't know if that makes sense as a counter argument, but you know, clearly something must be working for them because they're still going down this road after so many seasons now. And I don't think that the, challenge proper is going to change the way that they do things i don't think they will go back to just having real world people on there i think they will probably end up choosing some of these real world people to go over there it would just make sense naturally that they would have um, an additional pool of people that they can take from but i do think that the challenge wants to continue to bring more athletes and higher followers and those types of things they want to see themselves as a sport so unless they completely change the direction of where that season is going i, I don't know if that if we're ever going to be moving back to that I'm not saying like that's the only that's not the only aisle, but I mean, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. like everybody's talking about real world. Like, I also think that it they tried to bring it back on Facebook only at one point and it just wasn't working because nobody's going to watch it there. Now you got your own system that you're putting out there. Um, I've been dying and looking for statistics on Paramount Plus shows, uh, All Star One, All Star Two. I've been looking everywhere. If anybody who's watching this finds it, hit me up. And uh, send me a link because I am looking for it. I, Paramount is holding everything close to the vest right now. So, speaking the truth here, says I agree. Bring back Real World. I remember watching those seasons of Road uh, Real World and waiting on pins and needles to see him complete compete on the challenge. And we know how that worked out, but it was entertaining. Um, so watching Theo's season. Okay, yep. And we've also had a couple. I think Tatiana here said she would love to see um, Sarah from The Gauntlet come back. Someone I don't know. So you guys can comment on that. And then the second person she also wants to see back is Abram, who obviously I do know. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> so that'll that'll be good to see. If I think he was um, rumored to be on one of the seasons, or at least he was a an alternate, wasn't he, Abram? <clears throat> Maybe it was one. <clears throat> one season. Okay. Like no, I yeah. mean, <clears throat> maybe it was season one of All Stars that he was rumored to be back one. on. Yes. Yeah, I haven't heard him um, recently. Yeah, um, I and, mean, um, Sarah, is Sarah, is Sarah, any good? You guys have any feedback I can't on this? Who, who's the Sarah? So, Sarah Grayson from yeah, Gauntlet. Uh, she went into five eliminations, won all five. She made it to the finals. Her whole team did not want her on there. It was like her and Katie were like the most hated oh. on their team like that she was the pariah because veronica just didn't like her and didn't like katie but they kept on winning and they made it to the finals and won um uh, yeah i wouldn't mind seeing sarah back i yeah. don't remember her but um anybody from those back in those days and i'll be like oh yeah i totally remember you now except for leah i don't remember leah at all um even when they show clips of her obviously she looks a lot different hair color is different older etc but like i don't remember her at all it's so funny um yeah so yeah all right guys um all stars 2 it's a wrap episode one's done is there anything we did not touch on i know there's a lot of happen there's a lot of talking in between um i do think we probably made lemonade out of lemons here because they didn't give us an elimination <laughs> so we didn't have a cherry on top of the cake here for the end of the episode um but we ended up talking about this a lot longer than what i thought 
<laughs> to be honest, about All Stars <laughs> 2. And for good reasons, I'm excited to see how this season plays out. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up in regards to this episode of All Stars 2? We didn't really talk about Tyler. Um, he had one or two confessionals. He was the bartender um, on the beach giving everybody drinks. Um, and he had some key confessionals about, again, hey, if you're winning something, you're the target. Um, I've gone up against some of the best and I've won. And again, like we all know, he has beaten some of the best in the game. So I think winning two out of four seasons, I enjoyed seeing him in his early seasons. And I'm expecting some big things from him here this season. He is quite tall and he does look in shape. But isn't he another one in that now they've seen the trailer that you guys are talking about that looks like he gets at least winded? I'm worried. Mm -hmm. I'm worried. Worried, Fingers but crossed. I'm so happy to see him on. I mean, these could all be red herrings. They're not going to show us everybody that gets eliminated. So no. I'm just going to go with the fact that they're really trying to, you know, fake us out here and think that some of our favorites are going to be gone at some point through yeah. medical DQ. Um, but I think we talked about everything about this episode. I love the it. The only thing I wanted to bring up was uh, the point when you brought up uh, Janelle. Um, there was a point where Derek was talking to Jody uh, night one and he was like, oh, you're, of course, the strongest woman here. And then he named off four other women that he says that are pretty strong. And he said, Jody, Katie, Janelle. And he said, then he thinks Sophia. So not Janelle already having that Darrell secret, like confidants alliance going on. She's already like being like compared to the other women and is mm. being taken notice as one of the stronger women competitors in the game. Um, so I thought that was interesting as well. And I'm also very uh, shocked that Derek didn't throw out John a uh, out there. Maybe he doesn't view her as a strong competitor, or maybe he's trying to keep it underneath his sleeve as like an ace on the sleeve. But I thought that was interesting that he named four women and John a just slipped his mind. So mm. let's see how that goes. Yeah, like I don't have much to add to that. Um, I think we've gone pretty, this is a record for us, an hour and 47 minutes here to talk about both <laughs> these episodes. Um, luckily, we are getting closer to one of these challenge episodes. Um, I can never talk too much about the challenge, let's be real. But, you know, we are getting close <laughs> to um, the challenge 37's end here, and we will be slowly but surely transitioning over uh, to doing the All-Stars 2 recaps only when the season finishes. But um, plenty more to come here for the challenge 37 and All-Stars 2 which has just started and i'm really excited to be talking to you guys next week again at 8 p.m eastern standard time on friday uh, about the next two episodes here for the challenge 37 and all stars 2 as always drew uh, give us a little bit of uh, a rundown of what is happening on the angel cake channel i'm coming double time on thursdays with a review and recap for challenge 37 and the challenge all stars uh later down in the thursday night area evening and then i will have a friday tiny table talk on friday for the challenge all-stars or challenge 37 and then all-stars on saturday morning and then i'm gonna have a, a couple of extra videos coming out uh, i have one this week and then i think i'm gonna skip next week so uh, be on the lookout i think it's gonna come out sunday hopefully but if not sunday then tuesday i'm gonna have an, uh, an extra video this week that is pretty special that i've been working on uh for for a good little bit here so uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. 
Woo-hoo. Yeah, I'll be looking. I'll be looking out for that one for sure. Chantel, what's happening on Reality Realness with three S's? Thank you for remembering the three S's. <laughs> um, I'm gonna probably go live in like ten minutes and go talk about um, All Stars two, just by myself, just kind of like getting getting my thoughts out about this first episode as well. Um, then you know, on Wednesday at six p.m. Eastern, we talk about The Bachelorette. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern talking about Survivor. Um, Mondays, I do Survivor Rankings with Sarah from Nerdtainment. And then I'm here with you guys on Fridays. So that's all I think that I'm up to. But I always forget something every week. So (laughs) probably more. So just follow me and hit that notification bell and you'll know whenever I go live. Great. Well, like I said, we'll be back next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to talk about the challenge, both 37 and All-Stars. We've also got the Survivor buffs each week coming out with a recap on Survivor 41, um, and that has happened this week. Some of the weeks they do have special guests. I didn't have time to see if they had one uh, this week, um, but I know that the Godfather, Carl from David vs. Calife, was one of their guests for last week's recap. Um, so have a look out for that. If you do want to support what we're doing here, guys, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you would support subscribe hit the like button um, and we will see you next time thanks for your support as always goodbye